Welcome to another edition of Why Are You Awake? My name is Paul Farvar. I'm your host. If you haven't subscribed already, please subscribe to this podcast. Uh, review. Give us uh, all the stars you can. Uh, if you're listening to this, go check it out online at youtube.com backslash Paul F. Comedy. Uh, if you're watching this, keep watching. Check out Dwayne Kennedy, our guest on this episode. He is a Chicago legend. You guys are going to be here for a treat. Follow me at Paul Farvar on Instagram and on YouTube at Paul F. Comedy. Enjoy this episode and check out our sponsors. Hey gang, as some of you know, I used to be a practicing lawyer in Chicago. I no longer practice, but from time to time, I need a lawyer. And when I need a lawyer, I call my friend Scott Shapiro. Scott Shapiro has been practicing law for over 25 years in Chicago. He does it all, from workers' compensation to personal injury, employment issues, and even entertainment law and contract needs. If you need a lawyer, call my friend Scott. 312-648-8800. That's 312-648-8800. Or you can email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. Tell him I sent you. Yeah, I see your face a little, pretty face yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know. Hey everyone, it's time for an, it's time for another edition of uh, Why Are You Awake? Uh, this week we got a very special guest. I'm Paul Farvar, I'm your host. This week we have one of my favorite comedians, a legend in Chicago. I can't believe he's here in the studio. <laughs> yeah, me uh, either. You <laughs> you've seen him on uh, Conan. You've seen him on Seinfeld. You've seen him on. Uh, he's got an Emmy for Kwame Bell with HBO on HBO. Dwayne Kennedy. Hey. Hey, everybody. We got some callers already. No. Yeah. Caller, go ahead. Uh, huh? No, go ahead. Go you ahead, You don't even have headphones on. It doesn't even make sense. It looks like you're singing We Are the World. Oh, man. <laughs> nah, I don't want to make that mistake. Yeah. What's that the mistake? sucks. <laughs> that song sucks, Bob. Come on. I liked uh, I liked the Band Aid version. Uh, oh, do they man. do they know it's Christmas? I love that song. That's a good song. That's a great cut. great great. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, Stevie Wonder, Quincy Jones produced it. No. Sting. Uh, That's we are the world. No, Quincy. Oh no, Bob Geldof. You're right. Bob Geldof. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got to mix them. Do they know yeah. it's great um, song? Uh, Boy George. Boy George, George Michael. Yeah. U2's Bono. I guess some of those cats overlap because some of them did that. Yeah, and I think did, so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they did Live Aid and anyway, but we're digressing here. Yeah. Are we? It's a podcast. <sighs> no, this we have a we have a we have, we have a goal. We have an agenda. Talk okay. about late night living. Oh, L-I-V-I-N. No yeah, well, G. Podcast over because uh, I'm in bed by 630. Bro. That's now. Yeah. But that's not how it always was. No. You were a you were a night owl for most of your life. Well, I was yeah doing stand up. Yeah, you become a what is it? Uh, um, an incidental night owl, you know, just by the nature of what you do. You weren't like that before. You weren't when you were growing up. Were you up late or were you going to bed early and waking up early? I used when to, I wake up early. I still wake up early. Um, I don't know about late. I guess as a kid. Yeah, 11, 12, that's late. You know, I didn't party or anything. So you became, a, you became a night owl because of your career. Yeah, it was a job requirement. <laughs> I must stay up late and use drugs. Well, did you stay up after the shows? Because you're still wired after a show, Oh, right? yeah, absolutely. Well, what do you do? What do you do then? And you're still doing shows, so you, you're incidentally a late night person again. Again, yeah. Well, but now, once I'm done with the show, I don't hang out as long. Uh, or certainly not as frequently. You know, every now and then I might hang, hang sure. out a little while, but mostly it's like, man, the show's over. Thanks, everybody. Out. I got sleep to get. But you don't sleep. You can't fall asleep right away after a show. Can I you? usually do my sleeping while I'm on the drive home. <laughs> you know. Sure. That's I like safe. to get my wings at 90. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, how long does it take you to come down after a show where you can actually wind down, you turn your brain off and fall asleep? Even if you're not hanging out. After a good show, a while. After a bad show, 
even longer. <laughs> After I was going to say, show, where are you going with this? <laughs> After a bad show, I don't sleep for weeks. <laughs> so you got so you're technically an incidental night all again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you what do you do to pass time? You're not doing drugs or alcohol, no. No, nah, nah, and I don't do drugs. Don't use drugs, kids. No, this you is know that adults. reminds me of a story, Paul. You know, when I was on uh, both methamphetamine and heroin, I uh, no, you know what? I tell you, a root, this is my ritual and my routine for like when I would do zanies on Wells. When I'm done with the show, I'd get on North Avenue, drive down, drive west on North Avenue, make a right on Halstead, and I'd go up to the Taco Burrito joint on Halstead. Right, right it's next gone. to Kingston. Rest Mines. in peace. Yeah, it's gone. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. TB2, Taco Bell Palace, Taco Brew Palace number two on Halstead is gone. Next to uh, Kingston Mines. What? Yeah. When was the last time you were there? I thought I was there yesterday. <laughs> I guess I wasn't. When did it close? I don't know. It's been not that gone. long ago. Uh, Pre-COVID or during oh, COVID. Oh, no, no, no. They're back then. I've been there, I've been there since then. Okay. Maybe yeah, I'm yeah. wrong. Yeah. Well, wait, don't scare me because I'm going there after this. Allende is better. They are sponsored by Allende Burritos. <laughs> <laughs> Allende, when you are trying to do a podcast. So, I mean, you you eat there. That's your yeah. routine. Yeah, you should the, go. That, w- that would be the routine, like you go out for a bite. Sure. Yeah, you know how that goes. That's how I met you. Is That's how I met you, actually, at late night at a show. I'll tell you. We'll get to that okay. in a second. Right. But so you eat at this may or may not existing TB2, Taco right. Burrito Palace number two. Right. And then what happens? Eat, talk about the show. By yourself, yeah. Well, if I mean, you know, sometimes I bring it. Yeah, actually. I actually have better conversations about the show by myself. Dwayne, you tonight, brother. You are, woo! Do you switch seats when you're responding or you just stay in the same? Well, until the food comes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. But, um, uh, yeah, or, you know, if I'm there with some people, just, you know, we're just... Chopping it up, as they say. Sure. Yeah. So, then what do you do? How do you how do you wind down after you've eaten a burrito? That makes you a little tired. I eat tacos. I don't eat burritos. Tacos. Yeah. Okay. You're doing shows again. Yeah. Now COVID's over. How are you? What are you doing to to get to bed? I mean, you still stay. You can't fall asleep. So what do you do? You just eat. Then you go home. What do you watch TV? How do you wind down, especially after a bad show? Well, see. Which I don't believe you've had in a while. I don't know. Well, you know, uh, your, your your standards change. You know what I mean? Like it's like you know how sure. it goes. Like somebody come up to you. Oh man, I loved it, and you're thinking, ah. Oh, yeah, you should have seen me last week. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. But I don't. You know, I mean, once I get to the crib, man, you're able to turn it off. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I might be bad for this podcast, brother, because. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> falling asleep is actually one of my strong points. <laughs> I this this show might not make the cut. So here's how I knew you were a night owl, or used to be. Okay. This is when I first started doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a restaurant uh, on the corner, uh, right right by uh, Zany's on um, LaSalle. Oh, Mitchell's. It Mitch. Uh, it no. was. It's been. A, it was a number of different names. LaSalle and Clark. Yeah. No. It no. Was no. A, Let's say, uh, North uh, and Clark. North, Clark, and Let's, where they all meet. Yeah. Yes. And there used to be a Mitchell's. And it was 24 hours. Yes, 24 hours. Yeah. And uh, I had just left <laughs> practicing law, and you and Pat McGann were in there. And I didn't know who you were yet because I just started. Pat McGann was a host when I auditioned at uh, at Zany's for mm-hmm. Burt back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I went up to him like, hey, man, you were the host. You, like, changed my life, blah, 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 because to the Pat. Pat's like, that's great. This is Dwayne Kennedy. You know who he is? And I'm like, I don't know. And then I like went home and Googled. I was like, holy shit, I just met Dwayne Kennedy. (laughs) And you guys sat there. I mean, I was working. I was by myself working. And you guys sat there for a while. I mean, it was like 2, 3 in the morning. We were just talking. This was probably 12 years ago, 10, 12 years ago. Yeah, time, man. Woo. So, yeah, well, sometimes that would happen. Right. Yeah. But, again, it's circumstantial because it was Zany's. Because it's a place that's open 24 hours. Because right. it was Pat, who's my guy. So, yeah. So, you know, that can happen where you... Sure. Yeah. 
So you were a night owl at some point in your life, I'm and then it changed. Occasionally, I yeah. was occasionally. Okay. Yeah. It, I mean, if that it keeps in theme with the show. <laughs> <laughs> what time do you are you are you waking up in the morning with the, with the normal people mm-hmm. now? Yeah, for well, the most part. Really? Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> no man, don't you? <laughs> well, that's our time. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, Dwayne, you take care and uh, don't bother to listen for this episode because uh, <laughs> it's going to come out in twenty twenty five. Right. Yeah, this would be a very special. <laughs> this would be a, one of our outtake shows. Dwayne, before we, we started the show, I told you, and you did, you told me you didn't read this book, but mm-hmm. The Perfect Amount of Wrong is a book I'm reading. Mike Bridenstine wrote, you are That's all. That's a great title. Oh, yeah. This, I'll, I'll give it a, we'll a shout-out here. But uh, he, uh, not a sponsor of the show, so we'll cut it out. Um, <laughs> but uh, you... Law, you were the, responsible for a lot of comedians continuing comedy. You know that, right? Kyle Kinane credits you. John Roy credits you. You were the shit back then. You still are. Mm. What do you say to that? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about getting to sleep some more. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's flattering. It's do you flattering. do you know like? People, anytime you've talked to me, I know exactly the things that you've told me, the f- conversations we've had. Mm-hmm. Do you realize how much of an effect you have on people when, when you talk to them at a show? Like, And do you do you think about that before you say something? Because like, to me, I made a decision long ago when a comedian has a bad set, I'm not going to say good set because I feel like that's bad. Yeah, dishonest. And it doesn't really help them in the long right. run. Right. It doesn't help them. Yeah. Someone else told me that. I'm like, you're right. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I and uh, I remember me and Adam Burke were sitting at a show and someone didn't have a good set and he goes good set I go don't do that. And <laughs> Adam said good set to no, the person. To the person I said yeah. don't do that. He goes why I'm just being nice. I'm like no we're not helping them because they're not gonna they're not gonna they're gonna remember you because they know you're Adam Burke and you said good set and they're gonna think that right. that was a good set. You're not doing them any favors. Mm, wow. Do you do that? Do you ever? I love Alvin Tan say hey, bad set. <laughs> Hey, I'm not saying set. do that, but like you can't hey, be dishonest at your level. Fun. That's yeah. I mean, no, you, real, you know, I don't know, man. Or have you done that? And you're like, shit, I've I should done that. Fuck. I've, now, now what you no, told but, me might have been irrelevant. No, because <laughs> what is it? You make assumptions. I won't say it to a person. And this is OK. This makes me seem like an insincere phony, which I am. <laughs> um. You know, let's not mince words. But uh, I, I don't do that mostly. But I have, what have I done? I do the thing now. I'm I'm diplomatic. Like, hey, that had potential. Yeah. I don't even say that. But <laughs> I won't, I won't. And th- this is a diplomatic thing. Because you, you meet so many people. And sometimes if they're looking for something. If, if I think you're really funny or you have genuine talent. I will be more critical of you. Really? Okay. Yeah, because I see where you've actually got potential. You give but them- somebody who doesn't seem like I don't know, and and I doesn't mean they won't. They could right. They it's just become, your opinion. Yeah, yeah, and they could become the genius of all geniuses. Mm-hmm. But if it looks like oh man, yeah, it's probably not gonna ever happen for you. <laughs> then what else can I say? I don't know, because I mean the world's gonna tell them eventually. But is it? That's the thing, because sometimes. You know, uh, a, another comedian right to a TV show. Yeah, another another comedian told me a long time ago. He goes, well, "We're nice to each other because they're like, oh, they were supportive of each other in the Chicago comedy scene." And then, and he's like, "Don't do that. Like, yeah. you shouldn't do that because you're not going. They're not going to get better. You're booking your friends on shows. They think they're good, and then then when they go in the real world, they're right. eating dicks, and that's not going to help them in the long run. Right, right. So I feel like it's good to be honest. And I remember when I started. The comedians that I looked up to, I'd be like, if they said something, I remembered it. I mean, you and I, I remember exactly when you told me I was, what you made a comment on my set that I knew you listened. We were at like some private club show. It was a tough crowd, but I did I did well for that show. Mm-hmm. And you took me aside, like, those are some smart jokes. I like this thing and the callback. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. We were at a thing. And uh, I'm like, all right, well. I gotta go, and I just remember I was like so excited. Yeah, like you know you have that, eff- and it and it looks like that was happening back in the early two thousands too for like comedians like John Roy and Kyle Kinane and people like that. Yeah, well, I mean, 
I, I never think about that in terms of like stature or status or anything like. I just you know if I have an opinion or about. I just tell you what I think if yeah. you ask me. Right. I mean, if we're really talking, not in passing. Hey, what'd you think? Eh, that's a good set. Well, I'm I'm not talking about if you're yeah. sitting down and someone asks you, but if but, you voluntarily say good set to someone, yeah, yeah, you better different. mean it. Yeah. Right. That's different. And and a, and I think even at any level of comedy, if you've been doing it for more than a level, I feel like you have that responsibility to be honest or yeah or, you're right you're right paul i need that's why we're here ethics. it's just an intervention to tell yeah, yeah. To, for you ethics. to st- uh, stop Dwayne, it uh, you need to get some principles about yourself brother. you need to stop encouraging bad behavior <laughs> is what, what i'm no, trying let's to not say do that because that's hilarious <laughs> you know what i like that part where you uh took your pants down and moon the audience you should keep doing that more <laughs> of that i should yeah <laughs> well they tell the story uh in the book where the comic before you made himself vomit or something and you had to go oh, on man. afterwards yeah. and you just destroyed and they tried to set it up a second time and uh yeah that, I, that's that before was, my uh, time but you were like <laughs> yeah he he fancied himself a performance artist yeah and he went on stage yeah with a toothbrush oh, and just kept jetting until he finally vomited on stage now and you had to go after that i had to go after that twice he did it mm, twice I don't remember that part. Okay. Well, the first time, go ahead. What were you going to yeah. say? Yeah. I should have. See, I'm not. <laughs> Man. Did you say good set there? Yeah. Hey, good set. <laughs> you know, you, you might want to punch up the vomit with some bits Colors. of hot dog or something. Maybe hot dog. <laughs> you know, but this is missing some Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. You know. But uh, other than that, that, and I would save that for my closer. <laughs> but other than that. Oh man, this cat! I mean, you know what? I'm not. I remember his name, but I'm not going. Does it say right. his name in the it book? It does say his name. Well, his his stage name, yeah. Oh, what was his stage name? I don't remember. Okay, he doesn't do comedy anymore. Yeah, he and his in his in his performance artist girlfriend at the time. They uh-huh. thought they were all avant garde. Yeah, New York and how about some jokes? <laughs> you, Get that a shot. You went up afterwards and went like. You know, you just because you had to. You're like, you know what you say is right before you go on stage, you'd be like. The one thing you don't want to do is throw up that hack. <laughs> and the crowd just went nuts. Like, Cause it was just like a perfect response. And like, and I thought in the book, they said that they, Nate Craig booked you again. You two, you two together to try to create it to happen again. Oh, but I, it could be, it was all yeah, like a weird, no, I don't know if I ever work with that cat ever again in life, you know, <laughs> Is he going to be here tonight? Yeah, he's coming tonight. He's yeah, going to be here. Like, well, we brought him here tonight yeah. so he can apologize. Man, yeah, he Yeah, he, he thought he was being all, yeah. like I said, avant-garde and all that stuff. You know, you take that shit to New York. <laughs> you take that, you pack up your vomit, and you take it to New York. Like, over two and a half years. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember that. Yeah. And then you came up, and you, st- like, were still, dist- like, how did you... I remember you said this like the first time I I've been up in a while. I think we were at Laugh Factory, mm-hmm. and you're like, and you still like destroyed. Like, how do you, how do you keep your brain? Are you are you secretly like performing <laughs> somewhere? Like, cause you in here, really? Yeah, I'm at I'm at Club Mind. Yeah, all the time. So uh, what's your process then? If you haven't gone up for two and a half years, mm-hmm. how do you wipe off that rust and just fucking? You're back to square. You're back to where you were left off. Because Paul, comedy is who I am. <laughs> you see, it, it, that reminds me of a story, Paul. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's were you nervous after not going up? Like, how did that? Yeah, I think so. But once I was up, man, it's like it felt good. Yeah, you know, I I was I, I was the first, rusty. Yeah, for you know, I In knew I was you rusty. Were, yeah. yeah, my head, and it's like oh. And 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 coming up with new bits and then remembering old stuff like oh I forgot I to do this or oh, say this mm-hmm. or with pacing and things had to you know come back to some degree. How often are you? Oh, things things had to come back, <laughs> you know, to some degree, but mostly, <laughs> you know. Were you writing every day during the pandemic? Not every day, but I wrote. A I lot. always write. Yeah, yeah. I go through periods where I maybe like write more at more time than others. You right. Know? But I'm always. Are you recording your sets and listening back to what? I record them and then I never listen to them. <laughs> That's the key. Yeah, yeah, it's the key. That's the key follow through. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. What do I know? I'm hey, telling man, everyone good sets. You set. got the fancy woman 
the studio. Yeah. Yeah. And studio the light. And Don't forget the light behind you. Know you. Something. Yeah. Yeah. You got a light behind me. Yeah. I, I figured shit out some yeah. some way. Um, and another time, I remember you came out. Guns a blazing was after the election. This is 2016. I don't know if you remember this, but Laugh Factor, you're like, I'm gonna go up, and then you came up. Everyone was murdered. It was like the week after the election. Everyone's trying to do shit. It was hacky. And you went up, and it was the first show Friday. I'll never forget. The room was divided. The room was clearly we're in Chicago, so it's a little yeah. more pro uh, liberal or more open liberal crowd. But you did new jokes, like 80 jokes about the election mm-hmm. in like 12 minutes or 15 minutes and just destroyed. And I, f- I remember the person who had to go after you, I'm not going to say who it was, was like devastated. Like, how the fuck am I going to talk about? He couldn't do anything political. And I think he, he I, if I were him, I was probably like, well, I can't do that. <laughs> like, like, you just wrote all, and it was all like, it had to have been written like that week. Mm-hmm. I remember what you were talking about. I never heard you do those jokes again. It was like yeah. all for that week. Yeah, yeah. I, and I don't even remember yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that happens. You know, you just get a burst of imp- inspiration. Yeah. 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 It depends on what it is. I've I've done that a few times in life, you know, after some, some event or if I haven't been on in a minute or whatever, and this, you just get a burst like, oh, man, this, this, and this. Yeah. But and then another time it was like, hey, let me just do the hits. Go to the well, yeah. You know, you know. Do you just what do you when do you decide you're going to do that right before a show or you? What's your process? Well, if you're not, if let's say you didn't write anything new, mm-hmm. you just you just go like up. Saturday, like this past Saturday, I yeah. was at Zanies in Rosemont, and yeah, I just you know what it is. Then I just start searching because I have sometimes you know you make a set list. Of you know jokes you've done, and I was like, I'm, I'm gonna make a set list. Then I just like, eh. Did <laughs> you, you just didn't you just threw it all away and just had yeah, fun? Yeah, I didn't have a set list. I had a set list, put it in my pocket, and I just didn't use it. And I was like, let me just see what happens when I'm up there. And then it was bits I had done, but sometimes, like a lot of times, like there's something I'm not I'm not even thinking about at all. And then you're on stage and something happens, something and like, oh yeah. And then it just pops up. It pops up, you know. And then even with that, I'll be mindful. I like to just I just I said one thing or a few things that were I'd never said before on stage. No, that's not true. I said it two weeks prior at a gig in New York. But I was just kind of working it out. So I threw it out there. You know? Once yeah. Had, yeah. And it went well. I don't know. It went all right. I was it was a thing. I still got to work on it, but uh, you yeah. know you can you can call them the Zanies or you can email them and they'll give you your whole video of your whole set. Yeah, and, and that, <laughs> you know what? And that's you don't even have to listen to it. You can just watch it. I've had them send me and email me sets. Same thing with Laugh Factory. I've never looked at them. And some place, sometimes they contact me. You know, I got this set here. Email and let me know. I just never got back to them. Why are you self sabotaging, Dwayne? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they got another. Po- you got another podcast for that? So, yeah, this, yeah. Well, being a late night person, typically yeah. that's what happens. What? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to be better about it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like how? Start listening to your yeah. sets. Listening because it it definitely helps. You don't have to get over 100%. that. Thing. Yeah. So I'm trying to be more intentional, Paul. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to. Uh, Intersect intentionality. No one likes to listen to themselves. I don't think they're unless you. If you do, you're a lunatic. I think you're. <laughs> but you have to. I mean, yeah. I force myself to do it. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I learned is the best way to do it is I put a speaker in the shower and I put it on my phone and I record it because you can't. You have you're, you're showering. You have to listen to it. Mm. What are you going to do? Get out of the shower? Be like I can't take it anymore. You listen to it, whether you absorb it or not. Mm-hmm. You're stuck listening to your set. All you got in that situation, all you got to do is push play. And how has it helped you? I mean, I'm still we're here, right? <laughs> I haven't moved. The, I haven't yeah. moved the. But I'm different than you. I'm not writing prolific shit. I'm I'm talking about being single still at fucking at my age. So it's not like it's not like 
I'm not I'm not changing the world with my comedy. Hey, who is? I, mean, I? I feel like no. you could. You just choose not to. Let me check the world. No, still the same. <laughs> well, I mean, you got an Emmy, don't you? Yeah. Okay, so that's pretty. And guess what? World's still the same. <laughs> <laughs> Things still suck. <laughs> but you, you have this prolific, so much stuff. And in the book they talk about, too, it's where they want people want to buy your albums. They want to rec- hear your shit because everyone talks about it, and it's so hard to find Mm-hmm. Your material. Yeah, most of it. That's your legacy. Don't you want people to fucking 20 years from now be like... I guess I do now. I mean, I didn't... I used to think about that, and then I mostly didn't think about that. you know. And now I'm thinking about that again. Like, yeah, I need to get all this stuff documented and recorded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so and that's why I have to be more deliberate. Intentional, I think that's what you said. Yeah. About listening because i i mean i want to get better you know that's the beauty of this thing man you can always get better and always learn i love that yeah it's never you're never stagnant or static or it shouldn't be you know well clearly with you it's not i mean if you went two and a half years and you come out banging for after not doing two and a half years of stand-up allegedly i still don't believe that you weren't <laughs> fucking doing but again it. i was i was doing up here you know and and just you know, you make your friends laugh and you talk and have conversations. That's that's kind of doing something. Mm. I mean, a lot of material comes out of conversations, sure. right? Wait, so when something happens, during, when you're well, first of all, you're not seeing your friends during that two and a half years as much. At least you shouldn't, but shouldn't have been. Well, <laughs> if you're following the rules, I was talking to a lot of people, but then I was still I was still working. I was working on United Shades. Oh right, right. Yeah. So me and Kamal would talk, and yeah. Interact, and then you write shit down. You're like, hey, yeah, I wrote that. Yeah, yeah, that worked. Yeah, that might be. Funny. Would you pitch stuff to him, and he wouldn't take it? Like, fuck it, I'm gonna take it for myself. No, well, or he would say something like, "Man, that's funny," because he stopped doing stand up as well. Yeah, he didn't start. He just went back on stage a couple of months ago. Yeah, and I was actually gonna go out there. Go out. He did a benefit show in Oakland, and I was gonna go out there and open for him. I, I just couldn't make it. Some stuff is going on with my father. Just yeah. sick, you know. So I couldn't make it. But so I think he's going to start going back up as well. Yeah, yeah. that's good. But um, no, I want to do that, man. I want to document things and you know, put out a bunch of albums and write a book and hell yeah, yeah, all that stuff. All I feel like if you wanted to record an album, even if it was just forty-five minutes, I feel like. You would just have to call any venue and be like, I'm going to record it on Friday. <laughs> and then it would fill up, and then both shows would be sold out, and you could probably do two separate 45-minute sets, put them together, and you'd have like a special that probably is better than 92% of everything out oh, there. Oh, well, thank so you. I don't know. Maybe. Just do it. Okay. All right, I will. <laughs> See you later, Paul. Thanks for the op- I get to open since I came up with this yeah. brilliant idea. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I, mean, I got to open for you once. I don't know if you remember this gig. Well, I've opened for you a few times, but one I remember. Well, two I remember. I remember all our gigs, but we did a show in Indiana. And uh, Oh, in uh, Munster. Munster, yes. Oh, that was cool show. Well, it, it was, but then you had a heckler. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Oh, my God. God, she was annoying as fuck. I don't remember what she said specifically, but yeah, who does? But after you were done with her, I almost felt sorry for her, like I did, because you were so nice for a second, but then you were so mean. It was like personal. Like I don't remember what she, but whatever it is, yeah. it sounded like you knew her. I was like, I, oh, he knows her. Like, do you remember? I rem- I remember that. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> no, I no, I don't remember what I said. But uh, they were rude. I remember they were like loud. And I just did that show again, or version of it. Mm-hmm. And they are just like there's. Oh, it's it's the way the room's set up. Is even if one person's talking, it's so loud. Cause okay, it's you echoing. were in that, that same same theater. Oh, yeah. Wow, okay. New, they hit me. They knew someone new was running it, and they hit me up to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll do it. And then, um, yeah, it was fun. But I remember being there. And I was like, I was like, oh shit, I better. Not. And I did have a person talking, but I, I like didn't handle it like you did. I was just like, please shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I implore you, please shut up. Everyone else is having a good time. And did they? 
Yeah, they were. Yeah. I don't think it was one of those situations where they didn't know that they were right. Being they didn't know. Uh, but your situation, they knew. They were yeah, like, she knew. I think she was like, she was. She thought she was being entertaining and fun. Right. It right. was her birth. Oh, it was, I remember it was her birthday or something. And you always the worst. <laughs> birthday party. Who's, who's her birthday? birthday. <laughs> who's getting married? No, oh, I didn't boy. do that. I remember I didn't. I knew not to do that, and yeah. I, I knew that. Now. And uh, I remember afterwards. I think she was crying in the hallway. He's like, "You ruined my birthday," and I was like, "I kind of no, feel bad for you her." You ruined your birthday, ma'am. I tell you what, man. The the, <laughs> the worst. I didn't even. I don't know if you ever heard this. Um, I was doing uh, Zanies in St. Charles. You hear about this? No, tell this me. This was uh, seventeen. I think it was seventeen. Okay. And I was doing, you know, Trump jokes, some stuff about Trump, you know. Not doing Trump jokes. You just do. You just say stuff that Trump did. The jokes he you know, write himself. Yeah. Right, right. Um. So, and you you know at the Zanies in St. Charles was you know the like you could see probably to the middle of the audience and then and the from the back on it was kind of dark. Right. Right. I tell you this, the the, the Zanies in St. Charles are reminding me. I always said it looked like the hold of a slave ship. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been in one, but yeah, okay. Yeah, me, well, me either, but I, that's what I hear. <laughs> so you pictured. Yeah. That's what my great, 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 great grand folks told you. Yeah, that's yeah. how you got the name Kennedy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. so what? So what happened? Yeah, yeah. So you're in the so you're at St. Charles the, and he's, yeah, yeah. he's in a barn, in a barn, in a ship, in a slave ship, and um, I heard somebody a little muffling something. Somebody said something. Whatever. I get off stage, come out, and Chris, who manages, who right. used to manage Zanies in St. Charles, who now manages Zanies in Rosemont, she said we had to we had to kick those people out. They were heckling and said it was a group. They said some of them left crying. They left and they were crying about the stuff I was saying about Trump, and a couple of people on the way out gave me the Nazi salute. What? Yeah, that's how I do it, Paul. Hell yeah! I turn I turn my audience into Nazis. That's good for you, I guess. Well, yeah. not right now, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. I hope that didn't happen with you two. I'm, <laughs> no. I'm trying to get out of here. I'm half Jewish. I don't think they allow okay. that. But All uh, right, then. what um, is that is that the worst situation you've ever had? I feel like every time I've worked with you, something weird has happened. Uh, that you know, the funny part is I didn't see any of that happening because I couldn't see them. Right. I was just told about it. So, so you didn't even know. It didn't I didn't even you. know. Yeah, yeah. Nah, that's a good story to me. What's the worst heckling situation you've had that you remember? A uh, long, long, long time ago, I did a show, a, like a bar show in Hammond, Indiana. Everything is always in Indiana. Everything. Nothing yeah. good happens. One, the moment you say, "I did a show in Indiana," oh, <laughs> and what happened? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> and so I'm on the, doing the show. I'm bombing. And I said, and you know, granted, maybe they f- felt provoked. And I said something. I said, "Man, I'm out here bombing in front of people I don't even like." <laughs> Not the best thing to say, but I didn't mean it in a. And it was a white crowd. I didn't mean it in a racial <laughs> way. I just meant, you know, like when you're bombing, you don't like those people, right? <laughs> they don't understand. It could be your family. Yeah, you're bombing. Oh, I don't like you all. Right, but they don't understand. I thought it was racial. <laughs> Heard some murmur after I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, nigger. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It was, that was the cat who had booked me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, sir. <laughs> Can you, you say that paid? after you pay me? <laughs> Well, that's that's probably the worst I would say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I tell you, when this was a dumb heckle. <laughs> this was at the, uh, the old. Now, when you started, was the Barrel of Laughs still? No, it was gone. It was gone. Okay, Barrel of Laughs. I know used what it is, be, though. Yeah. Yeah, Oaklawn, Bill Brady, and that joint. Early on, I used to call it Barrel of Bigots. You know, okay. Oaklawn, South Side of Chicago. For people yeah. Don't know. And but. Like I said, always to Bill's credit, he always booked me, gave me stage time, 
And over time, that place, I loved going to that place. And then the audiences became better. But this was in the early days I was doing it. And I was on stage. And this, like I said, this was just more bewildering. And this woman just kept yelling. Oh, she kept yelling. Are you, what did she say? Are you Bob Marley? <laughs> Do you have dreads back then? No, 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 no. That's not what it is. No, no, no. <laughs> That's not what she said. Because that was pre-locks. She kept saying, are you black? That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, periodically. So, so, so. Are you black? During your set. Yeah. <laughs> Ma'am. You know, just wait after the show and then we can clear up some things. <laughs> yeah, you know? Well, it's confusing with the Kennedy the I, well, relation yeah. to the not president, if she knew, former not, president. Now if she knew how that came about. She'd be less <laughs> confused and more likely to. How did it come about? Well, you know. My family was adopted, Paul. Oh, okay. By force. By who? Force. Force? Kennedy. Force. Oh, force. <laughs> <laughs> you know. God, you gotta make everything so racial. Well, everything is racial. That's true. Yeah. Especially now. Well, and it was always racial. Whether people addressed it or not, people, you know, things simmered or, you know, were suppressed. It's always racial. It's what? always been racial. It's a different race or different race or identity that's in the news every you know ever so often, right? So when Russia and Ukraine started that whole thing, as a Middle Eastern person, I'm like, oh, cool, like we're out of the we're out of the <laughs> spotlight for a while, and then fucking one month later, like, god damn it, like right. why'd you Hamas? Yeah, and then it's and then now we're in the spotlight, but right. then it's gonna. There'll be like a something crazy that happens in America with the shooting, and of then it'll course. be like okay, or or you know some right. mistreatments. Then another person will be in the thing. So it's right. just like people have a short attention span for things. Yeah, that's what keeps me in, up at night. Yeah, no, I don't. I I just watch New Heart reruns. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> oh, I love New Heart. Such a good show, right? Man, I like it more now. Yeah, it just. The jokes are so solid. I never watched it when I was younger, when I was a kid. And I just started watching because I I love old sitcoms. Mm -hmm. And I finished Mary Tyler Moore, which is also very well written. Um, And then I switched to New Heart. I was like, holy shit. I mean, it's so, and it's still holds up. Everything it does is so dry and clever. It's so funny. Solid joke structure, man, which is timeless. Yeah. You know, Mary Tyler Moore is fantastic. Great writing, of course. Um, but I think a lot, you know, a lot of comedy came out of the characters. But still, characters have to character driven, right, right, right. Yeah, but Newhart, man, it's just it's, it's all jokes. writing. Yeah, it's the writing. It's like when Cheers first came out. Yeah, you know, like man, all writing. It's, yeah, just those jokes. Big difference, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, As opposed to the Cosby Show, which I used to watch it when it first came on, like oh, because you know. It was, Somebody, Bill Cosby, you know him. But after a while, I was like, I don't, you know. You still I'm, talk I'm glad to him it's a lot? On. I'm glad it's on. What do you say? You still talk to him a lot? All the time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't take his calls like I used to. You know. <laughs> so, yeah, so you and your friend, Bill, like, yeah. t- tell us more about, like, what you guys are going on tour now. Was, yeah, yeah. You're open yeah, for yeah. him? Yeah. You want to open for Kwame, but you'll, you'll go with Bill <laughs> to Oakland? That's cool. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, man, it, it, I was glad the show was on TV, of course, black folks on TV. But it did, I didn't. I didn't think it was fun. That funny. Yeah, it was inter- it was for. It was entertaining. I guess you didn't laugh out loud. But Bill no. Newhart, laugh out loud, by myself. I mean, he's yeah. so fucking funny. Yeah. And once the Simpsons came on, and it came on at the same time, you know, counter program. The Simpsons started coming. Oh on right. Directly opposite Cosby. Cosby. Done with Cosby. Yeah, yeah. What What I just now that you brought that up about. Seeing, uh, having people of color on TV on Newhart. The one thing that I will say is, I've, I'm on season five now, mm-hmm. and I don't think I've seen any people of color on that oh, wait show. Wait a minute, are you talking about Newhart or the Bob Newhart show? The Newhart, the one where he's in Vermont, not oh. the Bob Newhart show. Oh, Newhart. That's the one that's really good with the, my brother Daryl and my other yeah, brother. Daryl. Yeah, that was funny too. Oh, you like the original one back? Oh, yeah, that was okay. I, I just really love Newhart, but I'm on season five, and I don't think there's been 
uh, one person of color on that show, where, or even where they race. Vermont. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. They're yeah. consistent. They got no non-whites making it up there. Yeah, but it's purpose. I didn't even think about it till now. But yeah. right. Although if that show were being cast today, today, yeah, they would probably have an Indian cat on. Yeah, an Indian person, male or female, because that's like splitting the difference. Well, we don't want any black people <laughs> in Vermont. Yeah, on the but show. We, we want somebody who is like. White adjacent, just for the friendly. Co- right, right, to yeah. make it more more uh, appealable to yeah. the general audience. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. What non-whites can we stomach? <laughs> Indians is the one. Is that the one right now? Right now, I think. Hmm. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Did uh, did you ever work with Bob Newhart? No, I never worked. Who's with the him. Who's like the most prolific per- or the person that you were most excited about working with? Or that you now, whether you were excited about before and then afterwards, you still held up. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, like, like who was like prominent or what do you mean? People that you were looking forward to working with and then it held. Like sometimes you work with someone, you get all excited and you're like, huh, that wasn't that great. But then afterwards you're like, or sometimes you're like, that was amazing. You know, most of most she. of the way I experience, well, a lot of the way I experience sometimes is in retrospect. And like, like at the in the moment, I'm sort of detached. Yeah. Then at the, okay. So at other the, than Cosby, what were the other ones? That well, you were, other <laughs> than me and Bill. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I did you know Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld yeah. Right. Right. Larry David. Did you do stand up with Larry David too? I was on a show with okay. Larry David one time, like a showcase in New York or something. In New York, yes, okay. at the uh, First Amendment. Okay. Comedy club, but like he was on the bill, I was on the bill, but we. Weren't, I didn't know him. We right. didn't speak. Yeah. Um, I used to hear, like, I don't even know if I saw his set. But uh, I used to hear that he would, uh, like, he would do a set. And if you're talking about somebody saying something in the audience, if just the least little thing, he Go was off or else. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, but, yeah. I don't know who else. Any of the any of the newer any shows you've done recently where you like walked away like shit that that guy's gonna or that girl's gonna be amazing. Oh man, yeah, I don't know if I remember names, but I see people's like, oh yeah, that they're funny. Yeah, yeah, they're funny. A lot of funny folks, man. And then now you know with online, you know, I tell you what's sort of depressing is like writing jokes and then you just stroll online and say, oh man, I had a joke just like that. Yeah. What do you what do you do when you when that happens? You just then you just don't do the joke. There was one joke that I didn't do for a while because uh, someone Michael Che did a joke similar to it on SNL, but I was doing it at the time. I was gonna say maybe that's where Michael Che got I, it. From. Well, that's what that's what Cause. someone said because a lot of the writers uh, at the time were from Chicago, so Ooh. they were doing sh- they were doing shows, and it was it was almost identical. So I didn't do it for a while. And then I just started doing it again, and just see like if someone says that he did it before I go, I got I got the original, I got audio of me doing it. Yeah, see. from two years before he even, it was like a gay marriage joke, which when I did it was when it was relevant, and then um, and then he did it like when it wasn't it wasn't even the news. It was like why is this? And then, oh, about like like gay men used to have an excuse for not getting married. Right. Yeah. Similar thing. Like I mean, it's not like it's the premises is, is uh, comedians do that all the right, time, right. but the act out of mine was very similar to what he did. Okay. I was like, what the, I mean, it's like, it yeah. was like, it was just a weird th- coincidence. Now, have you heard, or, and maybe we can, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to leave this part in or not. I heard that SNL has done that as yeah. a, the writer. And there's been people that have put online where like, here's the original submission. And then here's what they ended up doing. I'm going to tell you something. And I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's him or who, but okay. Years ago, and I'm I'm be vague because I don't sure. wanna, I don't want to put uh, this as your lawyer right 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 yeah but I used to do this club and I used to do this bit all the time at this club and there was a person there who would see this bit all the time okay fine time goes by this was in the 80s you know time goes by one night I think I'm watching Saturday Night Live maybe some years later I don't know David Allen Greer was the host. On the show on Saturday SNL. Night Live. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm watching Saturday Night Live. And he does this opening monologue and it's really similar oh, to no. mine. Yeah. Right? 
Like, man, that's really, really, you know, really similar. And then, you know, sometimes, you know, you have, what is it, parallel thinking, all that stuff. But then I found out a person who used to see me do that bit all the time was was a writer. writer. Oh, shit. Yeah. And probably like, man, I got to do something to justify me being here. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, you get desperate or you, you, you start or you're thinking that person's in Chicago and I don't have it recorded. Right. Just, yeah. Well, I heard that back in the day you'd go to like uh, clubs in, in L.A. You'd, all comedians from Chicago and New York would go to L.A. to showcase. And then there would be just comedians in the back just being like, oh, I'm going to rip yeah, yeah, that yeah. shit off. Like and they, they say, would, you leave town, but your act doesn't. Right. Yeah. I heard that happen a lot. Oh man! And I and I I've seen that even on my own, where like comedians like, hey, this guy is doing your bit in Arizona." I'm like, "Well, as long as he doesn't do it when I'm in there, I don't care." You know what I mean? It's like but they're not it, going anywhere. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter. And it used to be, well, as long as they don't do it on television. But right. now it's like you don't need to. They're gonna do it's it on online. their phone and put Shit. it throughout the world. It's like, man, yeah, can you do like? And and I saw something the other day. Like, there's a bit I want to do. But but it's not ripping off because I haven't even. I think I've maybe done the one part once on stage, maybe, and maybe not even. Right, right, right. Like so, it's a it's a bit I've done on stage, but the tag I haven't done yet. And then I saw somebody online do it with the. It's the same structure that I would use for the tag. With the same tag, at the end. It's almost the same. Mm. It's like oh boy. I was really looking forward to doing that. Yeah, I ha- I had that happen recently where a comedian had it, it was almost identical, but then um then it I was I was watching, I was like, "Oh shit." Like cuz it's a very specific uh premise. Mm-hmm. And then I took it a whole different direction. So I was like it it feels like there was like a parallel on one point and then another then we split off. I'm like, "Okay, cool." Cuz mm-hmm. there's only one overlap the subject but i'm like man i don't think it's enough i mean he's a lot bigger comic than me but i'm like yeah. i'm I'm still gonna do it because i didn't know about it and my my ending is way better yeah well mine is like this this ending that is sucks. almost exact I'm like ah, that was gonna be a good one and <laughs> i've had this haven't you heard about this that uh copywriters ad writers come to come to comedy clubs yeah. and rip people off i had a for commercials and stuff too, yeah. Who they'll oh, do it? They'll use it for on commercials. Commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a person, Kane Collier. I don't know if you. Know. Yeah, he's in the book. I don't know who he is, but okay, they so talk Kane, about him. Yeah, Kane reached out to me one time years ago, and told me, "Hey, man, um, this Geico ad ripped off one of your bits." So I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's true. Right. What was the bit? What was the, the bit? It was about. Uh, musicians getting women and like you know uh, that's why I wish I could play guitar because you probably get, get all the women but like you probably do. like and then I say you know you probably get if you if you musician you get women unless you play like triangle yeah probably don't get too many women and so it's the whole thing about triangle and being right. triangle. okay so then Geico like years later had a commercial about With a cat tri- playing triangle oh. yeah but I mean it's not like nobody could ever right. not think of that so I don't I don't know but I have heard that that like I said, it happens. Those copywriters, those ad writers, come to comedy clubs, you know, and comedians do it yeah. too. And so you know, and Chi Town is a big ad, yeah, agency town. So maybe gotta be careful. But what can you do? You That's gotta, why you got to put your shit out there, so yeah. it's out there. It's time stamped. Correct. So. Do that next week. We'll, we'll book you at a club. Do two 45-minute sets. Right, right. I'll just go up and just take all my notebooks and just read off everything I ever did. Film it. Yeah. You can keep your hat on. Yeah. Fine. Bring some DQ, whatever you want. Make you comfortable. Um, Neil Brennan That's what he did a special. And my I have a friend, my friend Owen Smith. Owen knows Neil. And Neil sent the special over to Spawn just to look at it before he released it. And Neil did a bit like mine that I have done on, I think I did it on Conan. Mm-hmm. And Owen told him, hey man, this bit, and he sent it to him, this way he's getting a bit, but he did it in the special anyway. Mm. So I've had people tell me that I a few times. 
of like bits People, I've actually yeah. done on TV. Like, oh, I saw somebody. Somebody right. told me Robin Williams did a bit just like yours. But uh, get but that shit out there. Yeah, man. And then it, you don't want to say it too much because then you start sounding like a uh, egomaniac. I start, you know. And then here's Bitter. somebody who ripped me off. <laughs> and then okay, have you ever heard of Jesus? One time they said he did a bit that was just like. It's like the old people watching Shark Tank at night. They're like, I came up with that idea in 87. Like, that's going to be you. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you have evidence, man. (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, But, you know. Can I just text you every day and be like, what have you done? I'm good at, I'm very, I'm very organized and detail-oriented person. I can motivate. I can be like, I can be annoying. I'll be like, hey. What's what did you do your three your steps to getting that special out? I'm I'm working. I'll on motivate it. you. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm actually. Working I'll be on so it. annoying that you're like, fine, motherfucker. Yeah, I could do it. I was. I just uh, want to open. That's all I ask for. Okay. <laughs> I was actually <laughs> at this point in time, I was planning on having done a special and a, recorded an album, but just some like I said, things came up with my father. Sure. Kind of put me back, but I, I'm still planning on doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going up this weekend. I mean, I'm trying some Hell stuff yeah. out. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll always try to give you stage time whenever I got stuff too. No, I appreciate so you, man. I want you. I get you. Got to come do my show at Laugh Factory too on Mondays. It's a, yeah. It's stand up and then you sit down, so you can sit down more. Whatever we didn't get out tonight, we'll do it then. Oh, okay. It's kind of like a talk show. Situation. You do a set and then you. It's called stand up, sit down, then you sit down. And we talk. We talk to you. Oh, that's cool. It's fun. Yeah. It might turn into something. Might. You never know. There's a bun. There's a bunch of shit like that. Yeah, it's this, it's the space we're in these days. People want to hear shit about comedians. That's why this book, they're putting your name, they're putting your name all over the place. Is it selling? I don't know. I like it. I'm not done with it yet, so don't tell me how it ends. The comedy scene. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne, where can people <laughs> where can people find out more about you and uh, your upcoming stuff? What's the, what's the best way to find out when the special comes out? Uh, where are you gonna post about it? Or your website. Um, I have a website that I never check. <laughs> I have a, I have an Instagram page that I never post. <laughs> I have a Facebook situation. You're that, always on Facebook. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, but nobody ever else is on Facebook. So. I still am. I, okay. I love, I love your Facebook posts. Okay, that's it. But I'm, I'm, I'm tightening up on all that stuff. I'm. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold you to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm trying to get in before you get on that road trip with Bill Cosby. I know you wanna. (laughs) I don't want people to get mad at you for that. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm opening for Bill at his next trial. (laughs) Thanks, Dwayne, for coming on. I really, I really appreciate this a lot. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you all for watching and listening to another episode of Why Are You Awake. (laughs) 